Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I love this quote from Coco Chanel. She said, dress poorly and people will notice your clothes. Dress well and people will notice you. That is the topic of today's podcast. We are definitely going to talk about how to dress well and how that impacts how you interact with the world. And for those of you who don't believe me, and you know that I talk about this all the time, there's this article I found. You got to check it out. So it's called Mind Games. Sometimes a white coat isn't just a white coat. You can find it in the New York Times. Just so you know, I'm not this blonde hair, blue eyed LA girl telling you, oh, just wear clothes. You'll be fabulous. There's research done on this, folks. And there were scientists that did a study on a phenomenon that they called enclosed cognition. And what that is, it's the effects of clothing and how it is on cognitive processes. So the deeper question, the researcher said, is whether the clothing you wear really affects your psychological processes and wanted to know if an outfit can alter the way that you approach or interact with the world. And it shows that it does actually they told a group of people to put on white coats and they said, okay, you guys are doctors. And they did a bunch of tests to see if they would perform well. Well, I can't believe this is fascinating that this group, when they wore the white coat, they showed a greater improvement in attention and performance. And when they looked at the brain, there was actually shifts going on in the brain. So when, you, when these people would wear the coat, they would actually have to feel it on their body, feel it on their skin, and that would then influence their psychological processes. So clothes do invade the body and brain, folks, and putting the wearer into a different psychological state. So that is why I brought this awesome person to join me today, because he really embodies how clothes makes the man. And as Mark Twain says, naked people have little or no influence on society. <laughs> I love that quote. Um, Mike Macapinlack, I think I said your name right, Mike, <laughs> was a shy immigrant, and he used to work a boring engineering job and became a talk show host a social dynamic specialist, and a lifestyle entrepreneur. His business, it's called Social Confidence Mastery, and he teaches shy guys to develop social confidence so they succeed in their personal, romantic, and professional lives. He's featured all over the place. He was on Huffington Post, but more importantly, I was on his awesome podcast recently where I got to know this guy and loved his story. So I had to have him on because it's exactly what we're talking about today. Hi, Mike. Hey, Kim. How are you? I'm great. You actually said my last name perfectly, so I'm really impressed. I know. I was so excited. I, like, I was rehearsing it, and I wrote it down so that I would get it right. But oh my God, I loved being on your podcast the other day, and I just so jived with you. Well, not only what you teach, because I think we do very similar things, but more your story. I loved your story about how the clothes kind of almost was like a 
a catapult into mm-hmm. a different life of yours. And so mm-hmm. I would love for you to start by sharing that because I think it's so inspiring. Sure. So my family and I moved to Canada um, from the Philippines when I was 16. And the first few years in a brand new country was just a huge struggle, you know, because of a number of things. Number one, back then, mm. I actually didn't speak English. Number two, I suffered from really bad social anxiety. And number three, I was 60 pounds heavier. I used to weigh 200 pounds. And at five foot five, I was really big. So my, um, <laughs> my transformation started, uh, you know, my improvement and my journey to improving, improving my social skills started off with, you know, like my physical fitness first, because I noticed that back mm. in high school, the girls who had crushes on never noticed me. And, and I started paying attention to the types of guys they were going for. And then I noticed a trend, you know, they were all fit. They were all well-dressed. So I'm like, you know what, kid, this kind of makes sense. Like, why don't I, you know, like start doing, um, start working on the things that are within my control. So I started going to the gym, getting in shape. And then from then on, I started experimenting with different clothes, right? And, you know, for all your listeners, um, I'm Filipino. So, you know, obviously I'm Asian. And, um, you know, there's, there's certain biases and there's certain, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like preconceived notions, you know, of, of, what, uh-huh. of what my ethnicity could be, right? So like, you know, when people think of like Asian guys, they don't really, they, they don't think of like, you know, tall, dark, and handsome, right? They think of like nerdy. They don't? I totally <laughs> did. Like when I talked to you, I pictured this tall, dark, and handsome guy. <laughs> not for my experience. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe for other guys, right? But not for me for sure. Right. So they think like nerdy, effeminate, and uh, you know, like not really the not really the assertive type. So I noticed that mm. ever since I've started exper- experimenting with different, you know, like hairstyles, uh, you know, tattoos, um, the different clothing articles, mm. like leather jackets, you know, darker colors and stuff, I started to get treated differently. You know, not just by women, but also um, other guys. Like they started. Um, coming up to me, introducing themselves. And, and again, you know, like the clothes, um, you know, dressing better is obviously part of improving your social confidence. So, but, but I feel like having the right clothing item that tells my story the way I want it to be told really makes meeting people that much easier. You know, I've been, I've been in many different opportunities where people come up to me and like introduce themselves. Like I've been asked out by girls um, at the bar and at coffee shops just because of the way I present myself. Obviously, you know, if I'm socially awkward or if I didn't have a great lifestyle or experience so far or anything good to say, none of, nothing would happen. But, you know, having great social skills and a great first impression, just it's a killer combination. Oh my God. That is so great. Okay. So I can hear like a lot of people out there saying, well, okay, so that's great. He got really fit. He got some tattoos and a dark jacket. And all of a sudden he's socially confident. Like, cause you said yourself, it takes the social skills as well as the clothes. Like how did that happen? How did you go from wearing those clothes that kind of then gave you that confidence? I mean, this is what we were talking about in the beginning, but then move into your ability to then have the confidence to go up to that girl. Yeah. So this this is a great question because I feel like my style throughout the years um, has really evolved, right? You know, it, 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 uh, it really represented my evolution as a person. So back in the day, you know, I wore a lot of like, like gaudy clothes, right? Like, uh, like, um, like you did <laughs> t-shirts with massive logos, you know, like, uh, 
<laughs> what's that? What's up, brand? Um, Ed Hardy is that the brand? That's oh, the brand. Ed Hardy! Yeah. Oh my god, that yeah. was so went- big. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I went through I that. I had stage. Ed Hardy perfume. How's you that? You did. I, I did. So I- I had the shirts, you know, I had the, the true religion jeans with like the big stitches and like oh my God, the, totally. the faux hawk, you know, the, the diamond earrings. And it's funny because, you know, like back then I've always been like a fairly spiritual person and in interpersonal development, mm-hmm. but because I didn't have a strong sense of identity and looking back mm-hmm. now, I definitely had a lot of people pleasing tendencies, right? Like, like the, ah. that was the trend back then. So I just wanted to like fit in and make sure like, everyone liked me and it's funny because back then I was attracting a lot of party girls and it never made sense to me because and then you know again looking back uh-huh. now it made sense because the story that I was saying through my clothing were like oh I'm this kind of person I belong uh, uh, you know on this tribe and uh, I, I'm from this tribe right but then it's when I started to really develop a good relationship with myself you know which is the foundation for having great relationships with other people that's when I started to really understand my identity and, and the kinds of stories, the first impressions that I want to give off when I meet people for the first time. And then that's when I started looking at other people, you know, my role models who mm-hmm. were attracting the kinds of people, you know, both romantic partners and friends into their lives. And I started to pay attention to what they were wearing. And that's when I kind of started to, you know, um, rebuilt my image and then through you know a little bit of trial and error, I started to figure out what worked for my height, my, my ethnicity, you know, like the people in my town, when I'm traveling, stuff like that. And then, you know, f- uh, through real-time feedback, right? Like I go out right. and I pay attention to how people are responding to me. And then I, I, and then I make small adjustments accordingly I, until I found, you know, like my look, right? My signature look. Um, and yeah. That's- well, I love that. And I love that you started out by kind of being real about that. It, you know, you didn't really start out with the style that you have today, that you were total Ed Hardy back then. Yeah. <laughs> and I call this the pendulum effect. You know, I think that in life we do this, that sometimes when we're trying to like recalibrate something that we might go to another extreme to try to get there, but that's not right either. And so you were in the process of kind of recalibrating in, into making it your own and and it's so true what you said about like like attracts like it was so funny. I was I was doing this virtual makeover with this guy, and he was kind of doing that too. Like he had he had no clue why he wasn't attracting hot athletic women. Mm. And I when I talked to him on the phone, I said, Well, let's figure this out. Let's let's hop on a video call and do a virtual makeover so I can see what's going on, first of all, and what you're putting out there with your image. Thank God I did, because when he got on to my screen, I see this guy with like ginormous sweatshirt on and these acid wash jeans and he's like 50 pounds overweight and he hate, and then he proceeds to tell me that, oh, well, he doesn't really go to the gym, but he just likes women who do. I said, okay, can I, can I be real with you? Can, can we just have like a heart to heart? He's like, sure. I said, you're not going to attract an athletic woman until you start embodying that. Right. And it's like, like how you were attracting that certain girl when you were wearing Ed Hardy, it reminded me of this. And so we started talking about not just putting on, you know, 
better fitting clothes, which really needed to happen, and also things that were just more form fitting, but also develop a more athletic life and, and a, a life that was healthier. And do you know, it was funny because I got an email like months after and he's like, Kim, thank you so much for that. That call changed my life because all these like athletic women now are chiming into my energy field because of my new look. And it was like the true testament of what you just said. So <laughs> I love Yeah, that. it makes perfect sense. Like I remember, you know, before, I, I mean, I've done a lot of work, um, kind of like healing, you know, past wounds mm. and stuff like that. And I feel like now that I've done that, you know, I feel a lot more comfortable in my own skin. I feel um, like I, it's like I've let go of like past shame. And it's funny because mm. ever since I've done, and this is beyond clothing, right? Like this is about, you know, your, your, your vibe and your energy and your presence as a person. And, and as you know, as a female, like you guys just like feel someone's energy that much more than other guys, right? It's not about saying attractive things. It's about becoming an attractive person who just says things. You know what I mean? Oh and my I've, God. Yes. <laughs> and, and I've noticed a, a significant shift in my friendship, my, my romantic partners, you know, like things have just been on a different level. And it's funny because I I'm, I'm doing less, I'm doing a lot less. It's just, I'm just, I'm just a lot more comfortable with who I am now, you know, both with, you know, my, my, uh, myself and the clothes that I wear. Yeah. That is so true too. what you said. And I think a lot of women do this because they, you know, I'll see a lot of women and they'll get all dressed up and they'll look hot. And then they'll say, you know, why aren't guys approaching me? Because of what you just said is so true that they're not embodying that look. And, and I find there's a lot of like insecurities that are out there that even though they're putting on the clothes, they're not feeling confident within themselves. So that inner work is so crucial. And, and it's something that I really want to highlight to all of you, because this isn't what, what Mike and I are talking about. It isn't just the clothes, it, but it's a vehicle at which it can really create that change, the inner change. And it, it starts with that outer piece because when you see the reaction that other people give you when you started wearing the clothes, then that gave you more confidence to approach the women, right? Like that's what you were saying. So mm -hmm. it also gave you that sense of control. With, I, and I love that you said that too, because these are fun things and ways that you can get control by putting on like you know, a bracelet or something that just kind of elicits a little bit of fun and style about you. And that'll create also conversation. Totally. I feel like your clothes just magnify who you are as a person, right? Like it shouldn't, it, sh right. it, it, it shouldn't, it, it's like a, it's like a balanced diet, you know, like you want to be eating like whole foods and like lean meats and stuff. Then you add the supplements, right? Like clothes kind of mm -hmm. act like a supplement. Like it, it can't, it can't compensate for your, you know, like lack of personality or, or, or lack of social skills, but it can, it can definitely, uh, you know, magnify your personality, assuming you've already taken the time to develop one. Yeah, no, okay. So I have, I have a funny question. Did anyone ever ask you about the whole English thing? So I, you didn't speak English when you got here, right? No. So 
Okay, how did you work on all this and learn English into a way? Because <laughs> that's the other thing. Like, you're cool. Like, you're like not just likable, but you're cool. And if you don't know the language, how to be cool, like, how did that even happen? So, <laughs> this is such a great question. So, a big thing for me, um, and I'm just going to say this, right? So, like, so, so when people come to, when people, People from my country, when they come to North America or Canada, they it's mm-hmm. you know they kind of fit these like stereotypical jobs, right? Like Filipinos are kind of known for like you know being hardworking and being you know like service minded, so they end up in nursing, you know, like working at fast food restaurants and just like in the right. service industry, basically, right? And it's, and so my first job was working at Subway, right? Second job was working at McDonald's, and then I start. I'm like I. I I don't want to be here. Like, this is not how I saw myself and my future unfolding, right? Like, you know, working at a fast Wearing the McDonald's hat. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But then I feel like at a young age, I've always been pretty perceptive. And I started to, like, really intuitively reverse engineer, like, what's working. Mm. So I started looking at other you know, like non-white males, right? Like uh, within like the same age range as me. And they're like, they're popular, they're cool. They have like a lot of friends, you know, girls like them, they get invited to parties. And I'm just like, okay, like that's what I want, right? And then I started paying attention to what he was doing, you know, the types of clothes he was wearing, how he was communicating himself, his, you know, his physique, his hairstyle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, okay, there you go. There, there's a tangible, you know, um, outcome that I want. And like, those seem to be the common themes, right? Like, you know, fitness style, confidence, charisma, social skills. So I just, I I literally just like systematically bought books, started reading about it. I put myself in, um, situations where I have to talk to make money, like selling. I put myself in a lot of selling positions. I actually made a conscious choice to not be friends with other immigrants. And this is not like me being racist or whatever. I just wanted to be part of the culture, right? Like I, I, I befriended yeah. the locals, you know, the, 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 the regular, you know, the white guys, right? The white girls, like I, I made friends with them and I spent a lot of time with them. So I started to hear how they were saying things, how, how uh, the, the nuances in their languages, right? The way they dress. Cause it's funny back in high school when I was learning English, my friends would be like, Oh, yo, man, that's sick. And I'm like, oh, does it need medicine? Because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't understand. Right? Right. But it's true. It's true. I remember seeing snow exactly. for the first time and I pulled an umbrella. Like, I'm like, what is this yeah. thing? Like, so, right. so that's so great. No, but that's exactly what I mean. Cause it's hard yeah. to be cool when you so don't I immerse know, like, myself. the colloquialism. Yeah. I, I yeah. really, I really spent a lot of time immersing myself in the culture that uh, that I was in. And then on top of that, I started, when I started my business, I started living in different parts of North America, right? Like I spent a lot of time mm-hmm. in New York and LA, um, you know, Vancouver, Austin, Nashville. So I started to, uh, you know, I, I had an opportunity to like really see different parts of North America. And while I was there for like a month or two, I really like just immersed myself. So I had a good feel for, what what else, uh, what else is out there? And, and on top of that, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier. I was born in the Philippines, but I was raised in Saudi Arabia, in the Middle East. What? Yeah, before I oh came. Oh my no, I did not know that. So I've been to a lot of different places. I really had to yeah. learn to like 
immerse myself in the culture that I was in. I love it. Immersion, immersion, immersion. I mean, that is the best way of learning. I'm actually, I did an immersion um, course in Spain and I lived with a family and I went to school to learn, you know, the language and get immersed in it. But the funny thing about that, too, <laughs> I have a similar story where everybody kept telling me, like they would say, tranquilla, tranquilla, mm. which, which means calm down, like mm -hmm. calm yourself. And I'm like, <laughs> why is everybody thinking I'm, people think I'm hyper? Like I started getting like really, you know, and, and come to know fast forward is that it's just a colloquialism. They, they mm. say that to everyone. And so yeah. these little nuances, you know, when it comes to charisma and communication and the cool factor, you do have to kind of know some of that stuff. But I love that the immersion thing, you know, it's like act as if and you will become. And I see this happen all the time when I'm out in the field, you know, work, I'm sure you do too. When, you know, you're working with a client and you tell them to do things that, that, they need role models and ways to understand what that looks like. And I, it, this stuff can be taught. I hope all of you listening, I mean, you are a true testament to how you kind of totally transformed yourself inside and out and it worked. Thank you. I think the big thing too, that a lot of people need to understand, you know, uh, very similar to you. I work with a lot of guys who are socially inexperienced is you, know, mm -hmm. you, you have to be intentional, right? Like you have to yeah. figure out who you are, what your values are, you know, like the kinds of friendships and relationships you want to be in. Right. And then from then on, you design, every, for, you design everything about you to attract those people, you know, like the way you dress, where you hang out, the stories you tell, the experiences you acquire, right? Like you have to polarize people. You can't please everybody. That's why I love that word. You have to be intentional. Like I know for a fact, like, like I'm covered in tattoos. I have a lot of tattoos and every mm -hmm. tattoo that I have on my body has a specific story, you know, because there's a, you know, yeah. I got, I got that tattoo during a moment in my life where like something significant happened. And you can also, you can also tell when you meet someone who's covered in tattoos, who just did it for, you know, because they just want to show off. There's no intention behind it. Right. Like you, you can tell like, that there's something inauthentic about how they look. It's just, they're, they're, you know, tattoos are in, they're trying to fit in and they're, they're following a trend as opposed to, the, uh, you know, the jacket, the tattoos, whatever. It's just an expression of who I am as a person. And I'm mm -hmm. trying to attract this kinds of, um, you know, relationship as well. And this is my vehicle for doing so. That's so awesome. I love it. And all your tips are great. And I'm going to recap in a second, but before I do that, do you have like a fun success story that you wanted to share? Like either with a client or with yourself? Oh my God, where do I start? So I work, there's a, there's a few actually. Um, uh -huh. So this year, uh, 2017, three of my clients met the love of their lives and finally got married. And I remember working Aww. with a guy who was 65 years old, okay? And when, when I had yeah. him as a client, I was 29. He was twice my age. And a month after the program, he, uh, he met a girlfriend. I... I'm still working with an autistic client who I helped them find a girlfriend to. And uh, yeah, and I work with a lot of adult virgins, to be honest with you, kind of like mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. put themselves out there. And, you know, not just, not just it's funny because when, when people think of social skills, they think of like, oh, I'm finally going to get a girlfriend, right? Like, it's funny how like that becomes a byproduct of A, loving yourself, B, having an amazing lifestyle three, dressing well, four, having great friends, 
and in five mm-hmm. is when you is when you get the girlfriend right like and th- it's funny how I really need to like be before I take on a new student I, I, I'm very clear about that I'm like hey just so you know this is not a quick fix like this takes work like you will get you will attract an amazing partner but you have to do these things first right because yeah again kind of kind of like what i said earlier becoming an attractive person rather than just learning to say attractive things like those are two different things right there right right now mike you have said so many amazing things a lot of gold nuggets i just want to recap like four highlights because i think they're so important i mean i think the first tip that you gave was you know, really where you need to start is like attracts like, you know, take a look at what you like and, and start becoming that. And you can do that with playing with your clothes. And again, sometimes it could be the pendulum. You may have to recalibrate a little bit, go to the Ed Hardy side until you come (laughs) into your own, but that's what experimentation is all about. And it really is part of finding kind of who you are and your identity. And then once you know that, I think the second thing you said was to go inward and then become that person that you want to be. And it does take some of that inner work. And the third tip, which I love, is the whole immersion thing. Find a role model. Find somebody who does it well, who you admire, and look at the aspects of that person, observe them, and act as if, and you will become. And finally, put intention behind it. That's so good. You know, design the person that you want to be. And I do this all the time, actually, with... um, I always say that everybody should have a signature piece. It should be a piece like a jewelry piece or something that is always on you, no matter what you're wearing. So it could be a bracelet. So even if you're like really dressed up or really casual, that bracelet remains on you because that tells a story of who you are. And it also is a great conversation piece, but all of these tips you gave were so helpful, but even more meaningful is your your own story. I mean, you really walk the walk and talk the talk. So thank you so much for being here. You're awesome. Do you have any like parting words of wisdom and tell everybody how to find you? <laughs> thank you for the kind words, Kim. Uh, you know, for everyone who's interested in finding out more about me and actually, you know, checking out Kim's interview as well, just go to my website, socialconfidencemastery.com. And the last piece of advice that I would give to people out there would be to, you know, before you go out and, and, you know, try to, you know, meet girls, make friends, whatever, make sure that you have a, you really take the time to develop a good relationship with yourself first, because that's mm. for every other relationship that you're going to bring into your life. You're, you are the, the only constant thing in your world, right? So make sure you take care of yourself first. Oh my God. Music to my ears. I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today. And this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, go to my new website coming soon, where you will be able to find out what archetype you are, what challenges you're having out there, know how to fix them. SeltzerStyle.com. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to look and feel fabulous every single day.